Pro-Israel Bellends. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, Ian Brown. Ian Brown album. 2007 anti-Iraq war album, which was a bit late. Mm. But, yeah, the world is account. yours. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot. To, uh, I accidentally uh, didn't save that couple last couple of minutes, but I guess we didn't really get anything that good. No, no, we, we've not started yet, really, have we? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck. Oh, no, 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 that's not what I wanted to do. It's too many folders and files and things plugged in and external hard drives and mics and one. That's too many fucking external hard drives for me. Just want everything. Just want a big old com not no, a small computer. One a- single tiny internal hard drive that can hold every single bootleg gig of every act that releases a million bootleg gigs <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly I can, I can finally like get into goose or whatever <laughs> so <laughs> I can't you know I don't, I just don't theater have... era is about to begin yeah I don't have a disc space to get into any more jam bands at the moment <laughs> I'm to stick, having it's to stick mercy. with technology yeah. is a mercy to going, having to go to having to go with artists with relatively concise discographies like Ian Brown. Yeah, yeah. Whose world is this? The world is yours. Not to be confused with. <laughs> when I was a young boy, my father told me. As a young boy, daddy used to tell me stories. Do you think, my son, the world is yours? Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised that that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know who the hard left who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's a hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 the 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 hard I think it's a very small subset of real Ian Brown heads that would want to collect like live Ian Brown bootlegs because have you fucking heard him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen the man live and all. Wait, when did you see Ian Well, Brown? I, I went to I'm a, a Manix gig, um, it would have been around when I first moved to Scotland. Um, in fact, I think it was like their, their first greatest hits tour. <laughs> And they were playing one of the big Glasgow venues, might have been Edinburgh, it was 20 years ago. But they had, whether it being Sony Records, uh, they, they used to, this was back in the day where you used to get big acts as support bands as well. And Sony would just dictate who their support band was, and it was Ian Brown. And he was, <laughs> like, this, so this was 
not that long after like F.E.A.R. and, and some of his actual solo hits. So he's probably a the bit greatest. more of a draw then. The songs featured on the album The Greatest, his greatest <laughs> hits album. So it's, by the greatest artist who ever lived. It's probably as much of a solo drawer as he's ever been. And you know, there are a fair few people at the gig who were like his fans, but always oh, stay for the Mannix as well, why not? But he was crap, <laughs> really, really crap, and absolutely pissed off all like the hardcore Mannix fan contingent just by being Ian Brown. Was he doing Rose's songs? No, 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 no. Oh, right, okay, was, that must have been a later thing. I don't thing. think he did any Rose's songs. If he did, it would have been like a token one, but uh, none of that. you got to do a couple for the lads. You can't, you can't get the lads angry at the Ian Brown gig. It was, uh, it was just bad. Like he couldn't sing, but he wasn't really trying to sing, and it was mostly off a, of, you know, he, he had a, a guitarist and a keyboard player, but it was mostly backing tapes, and it was just. Oh yeah, he's getting shit for doing that now. He doesn't have any any musicians yeah. on his tour. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't that bad. He had like the bare minimum band, but like <laughs> a lot of it was was backing tapes. Oh, mind you, this was an era where. The Mannix had a, a touring keyboard player, Nick Naismith, that they would just overuse because he was there, so they'd like use him on every song. So you'd have these corny fucking keyboard lines on like Faster and Motown Junk and that, as well as, <laughs> as well as like the recent singles where it fit and had been written with with uh, a keyboard part. Uh, Absolute madness. Um, fucking keyboard players, fuck off. I can't be having a fucking keyboard. There's a quote from Noel Gallagher, which is like, Liam has an irrational fear of keyboards. I'm he saw to... a bunch of them being wheeled into the studio, and he was like, get them the fuck out of here. December 2002. Right, okay, so I'm trying to get set lists up here. Okay. Ian Brown... Oh, it's, yes, it's got... Oh, it's, not, it's not an exact set list. It's the closest one from a gig the night before on the tour so it's probably the same yeah this is ringing a bell it's got his various hits F.E.A.R. and Dolphins Were Monkeys and Golden Gaze and all that has it got Getting High? no it's got no fuck off this this is ringing a bell it's got a terrible cover of Billie Jean oh yeah Yeah, so bad because he's a huge Michael Jackson yeah. fan. Like when basically, I went... basically he, he pulled out like a single sparkly glove and put it on. <laughs> some people sort of popped the bit for the intro because it's like, hey, it's a good song that I know. And then he just completely half-assed his way through the whole thing. Because of like the whole Manchester baggy thing, it should have been like a glove that was too big for his hand. <laughs> so it's just like baggy hanging off all his fingers. Yeah, uh, man, there's that tune on uh, the world is y- the world is yours. This world is your the world is yours. Yeah, there's that tune where he's like. If I had a house with a million rooms, I'd open up the doors and let the street <laughs> on, children on. through. I was like, damn, he's really influenced by Michael Jackson in both his music and his life. So I found this on concertarchives.org, and on the right-hand side of the gig, it's got seen by users who've, who've said that they're at the gig, and one of them's fucking Tom Dizzo. Like, user <laughs> Tom Dizzo. So... There was a, a an ongoing oh, preemptive fucking Michael uh, Jackson joke. There were there were multiple Real Politics crew members at, at this particular gig uh, twenty one years ago. 
<laughs> Didn't that, Disso did that thing which was like it was a I don't know it was like on Setlist FM his stats or something and the like band he'd seen the most it I'd assume it would be like fucking like some Def Jux hip hop act on their regular tours <laughs> of the UK but no it was like Foo Fighters. <laughs> wow. Um, in fact. Apparently it's because they used to play festivals all the time right. back in the 90s and early 2000s. Because I remember wasn't... for a good you... while they were like the band I hadn't seen that I wanted to see when I was a teenager because I just uh, didn't go to any other festivals they were headlining. I've, I've never seen the Foo Fighters. I've never seen yeah. them. And yeah, it's one of my long, abiding regrets that, I'm like, in life. I don't really want to, but at the yeah, time no, I, no, I would no. love to see them back then. No, I, I will I go to my 40. grave ruining that I never saw the Foo Fighters live. No, I'm very. I'm uh, very well, I, I'm honest. I'm honest. Stats now, and the band he's seen the most is the Wayriders. I I don't even know. Are they like Scottish rap or something? Was this a? I don't know because he's. <laughs> They've not played very content. much. Was it? Was this a? This might have been a band he was in. Just to oh, like yeah. process of elimination. Oh, he would have been at all, all their gigs in that case. Because he's been to twenty three of their gigs and they've played about twenty three <laughs> twenty three gigs. So, other than that, he's seen Biffy Clyro more than I have. Oh man, I'm just looking at the set list of the Ian Brown gig that I saw at the festival in two thousand and eight, uh, and I'm getting wow. angry at the manic set list now. That's not very good. Okay, keep keep this on top. Leave, leave these Welsh. <laughs> Fair enough of the Welsh, like they're with their, there's taking hostages from Israel. I'm sick of it. You're fucking Welsh. I, I don't want to hear about the Welsh on the podcast. You're just doing fucking you, pure Danny Funkelstein calls for genocide, but like making them about the Welsh instead you, of the Palestinian people. That doesn't make it okay. You're making me feel Jack. unsafe. With this talk of free whales and so forth, it's, a, it's, a, it's this is hate speech. Okay, so I'm looking at the Ian Brown Western Under Lizard. Apparently, that's where V Festival was in 2008. <laughs> I'm looking at his set list from that show, and yeah, it turns out he did a grand total of two Stone Roses songs. So he must have really been pretty stingy about putting them in the set back in the day what else do you do he did keep what you got the song that he wrote with noel gallagher for his uh 2004 album uh whatever it's called <laughs> dolphins were monkeys for the classic song from uh, golden golden greats <laughs> that's it golden gaze I quite like that one. Uh, it's good. Oh, but he's he's also he's got like some fire from the world is yours, like Sister Rose, Street Children, <laughs> Street Children, the song about how he's just gonna let all the homeless children come and live with him. Wish I had a home with ten million rooms. I'd open up the doors and let the street children through. Wish that I could scoop all of those children in my arms And give them love they need and to protect them all from harm and um, I can't actually remember which of these songs are on the album, but <laughs> we're going to review. Uh, oh, Goodbye to the Broken and On Track are also on songs. Tra- on Track is definitely one that's on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. in fact, both of those. Yeah, because I was just like listening to that album 
to repeat, Ian Brown's 2007 album, The World Is Yours. I was listening to it when I was out, and I was just kind of like going slightly insane, like, because I'd just been, I'd kind of got interrupted <laughs> listening to the album a couple of times, so I was like going back and forth to like catch up on the songs that I felt like I hadn't really got a clear impression of. And yeah, it got kind of maddening just after a while, just the same, the same shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not a varied album, is it, really? No, nah. no, okay, let's talk. So, yeah. yeah, let's. this is like RP Extra, so we'll do it first just, yeah, to, get yeah. our, our, uh, just to get in the mood. Well, we've still got the energy for it. So I, 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 in the I, mood for hate. I don't think I'd heard any of these songs before, right? And the title track, the first track, The World Is Yours, it's like, if at any point in the last 25 years someone said to me, oh, have you heard the new Ian Brown single? That's exactly what I'd imagine it would sound like. Like, it sounds like every Ian Brown single. It's a fairly good example of that. Like it's fine, and it's then a, most, a, it, most actually, of the album was just like that, but more boring. It's actually about how the world is not the listeners, but rather is Ian Brown's. Because is mm-hmm. when he was young, his daddy told him the world is yours, and then like he grew up, and uh, it was it came true i think that's like the gist of the song (laughs) so the reason that i wanted us to listen to this album was just because we just got talking about ian brown on our last episode and i thought it was really fun well the patreon shit that i've only just edited and will put out at some point before this is out (laughs) by the time this one comes out it will actually be out you'll oh yeah definitely definitely but i have edited it now and it's yeah so i and i thought it was funny talking about ian brown so uh, (laughs) I've, i've decided that we're gonna do a review we rarely review albums straight up on this show. We've done it for Bob Dylan's Rough and Rowdy Ways. In fact, me and Yaya reviewed that twice across five different episodes. We've done it for Lou Reed and Metallica's Lulu. Really not much else. There are music episodes, but they're not really like album review episodes. And I listen to a lot of fucking albums. I listen to a lot of fucking good albums, a lot of great albums. Uh, and today we've decided to talk about The World Is Yours by Ian Brown. We've <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the entire history of recorded music available to us at our fingertips. And yeah. <laughs> well, we wanted to put this on for like some anti imperialist rabble rousing, didn't we? That was sort of what we were hoping for from Ian. I'm going to be honest, I was expecting a bit more of it throughout the album as a whole. Oh, dude, I was so disappointed. I think a lot of the rest of it, other than the one track, which we'll we'll, we'll come to in, in more detail later, because it's near the end of the album. Yeah, but, we'll have to get through the crap first. Yeah, but like a lot of the stuff that is remotely political, it kind of sounds just like Ian Brown's seen some sort of video package on the twenty-four hour news about some children suffering in <laughs> could be any war zone anywhere, really, and thought that's sad and written Dude, some songs about it. Like, what's the song where it's like, God will cast those who who have don't have pity on the child in Brazil on the streets. Like it, uh, it doesn't fit into the line. It's like I've, the most yeah. clunky shit I've ever I've got, heard. I've got the track Save Us Up, which I think is a bit before the one you're on about, and that has the chorus <laughs> like... Save us from imbeciles who think they rule the world. Save us from hypocrites whose twisted plans unfurl. Save us from John warmongers. <laughs> Save us from Bastard. warmongers who'd bring on Armageddon. Save us from all of those whose eyes are closed to the plight of the African child. Save us from all of those whose eyes are closed to the plight of the African child. That's it. That's the one. That is so fucking far made. Obviously, I meant Live Aid here 
Farm Aid was primarily concerned with the plight of the American child. It's like yeah. Ian Brown like thinks of himself as like a left wing radical, and he's like up here sounded like Geldof. You know what I mean? And also, it is just the like his fucking cadence on that line is hilarious. To the plight of the African, he just like squeezes in yeah, a load of yeah, syllables yeah, yeah. into the just like the end of a line. <laughs> to the plight of the African child. Yeah, you might as well be hanged for a sheep as for a lamb. I just was really. Because I, I have listened to this album at some point before. Like, <laughs> I didn't hear it when it came out. See, I thought the line you were referring to a few tracks later on the track Street Children, where he goes like, Sweet dreams, my little amigo. Barefoot <laughs> and homeless in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Again, Sleeping like... on the step of a church whose doors are locked, living in a cardboard <laughs> box. Sweet dreams, my little amigo. He's got a very kind of like limited view of suffering in the world. It's just like there's like war and there's street children. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is why I think he's just like. He's probably just watched the fucking the Live Aid 2 thing they did, or Live Aid 3 or whatever it was, <laughs> around that time, and be like, oh, that's a shame when they when they put the video packages on. Yeah, it's the feeding of the 5,000 about world hunger and, and kids as well. Uh, um, it's hard to pass. Kids. It's obviously biblical allegory, but It not mentions very good. bombs falling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to this man-made sonic boom. Shout out one of the two leaders of the Spaceman 3 there. <laughs> Sweet bliss break. No, I have no idea what the fuck he's on about. Yeah. yeah. Vague war imagery. But basically but gonna... all these songs are like just fucking Ian Brown by numbers. There's like one Sister Rose as a slightly more prominent guitar line than the others. Oh yeah, a couple Steve of the later Jones. ones. Goodbye yeah, that's because they're, they're... like just sort of more downbeat, slower ones. But they're, they're, they're broadly, they're basically the same. <laughs> Yeah, right. but there's two tracks that are a bit more rocky because they've got the two members of the Sex Pistols on them, basically. That would explain like, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's Steve Jones them. busting some tasty licks on that. <laughs> Always a very good player, uh, Steve Jones. But... I think Steve Jones must be one of his best mates in the music industry because there was like tweets tweets about him on, on the recent feed when I had a look. Oh, it, what, it was, was it just them being... Mates, whatever. I don't know. Sorry, that's a stupid fucking compliment. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking you were saying it was like someone had slagged Ian Brown off over like his COVID views or something. And and, and Steve Jones was like, Oh, you fucking cunt. Ian Brown's a fucking legend. And I will fucking do you. No, it was literally just them hanging out on Twitter. And it might have been like an, ex- an old example of them hanging out or something, you know? Nice. Yeah. I love Steve Jones, man. He's such a lazy cunt. Yeah. Like, he just fucking like got big off one album like moved to america and just lives by his pool and does a radio show <laughs> like, it's just mm. fucking just like he's done a few things here and there like play on ian oh Brown's you, you guess on people's albums and that yeah yeah he seems to just vaguely keep an eye on what's going on but yeah has he ever he's... done anything with gorillas i feel like <laughs> that, that was feels seems like it would make sense wouldn't it but oh I no it was paul jones uh, sorry for mick jones and paul simonon were on the plastic beach album and subsequent mm. tour 
But I mean, I don't really understand why. It's not like it ended up sounding like The Clash or anything. It's just, it's just fucking exact replications of these guerrilla songs crafted by Damon Albarn and special guests yeah. in the studio. No, he's, he's done absolutely fuck all, really. <laughs> them so them fucking guerrilla albums, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of a fucking guerrilla album, although probably one approved of by Liam Gallagher, as he's, he's a big Brown fan, but like... Uh, you know, because Ian Brown is the he's the Monkey King. In 1996, he recorded guitar tracks for the Great Milenko, the iconic Insane Clown Posse album. Oh, wait, who are we talking about again? <laughs> Steve Jones. Yeah, Steve Jones. Of course, of course. Yeah, I was like thinking like <laughs> Ian Brown guitarist <laughs> Aziz Ibrahim. <laughs> Don't even know if old Aziz plays on this album. In fact, Great Milenko is the album that they like revealed afterwards. It was like, ah, it's actually a Christian album, <laughs> and like lost about ten percent of their fan base. Uh, Steve Jones, yeah, he's all about uh, spreading the word of God through music. What is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, neurotic outsiders, him and Duff McKay. Yeah, okay, so he, so he's made. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven albums in his life as like a primary artist. Yeah, like I say, man, he's just uh, he's a lazy yeah, cunt, but a proper rough. legend. Yeah, <laughs> with what he played, <laughs> he played guitar on everything that happens will happen today. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, Eno and Burn album. Oh, seriously? Yeah, the one you were saying you saw yeah, the tour yeah. for. Well, he wasn't touring with them, obviously, but yeah, no, he, you know, you know, yeah. he, well, he's not a lazy. He know wasn't touring with them, so they're not gonna. He is get. in touring terms, I guess. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he can't. He's not gonna get off his ass and tour, but he he's does. More than like, happy he, to spend a couple of days in the studio. Yeah, he know, does like making music. With <laughs> Steve Jones, the rest of it, yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> not that bothered about making music <laughs> at the end of the day. Right, yeah, back to the Ian Brown album. Yeah, so I mean, it moves. Mostly and then it moves on to the the, the obvious centerpiece, uh, the fact that the last proper song on it, apart from a brief reprise, arguably the only proper song on it. Illegal attacks. Uh, so good, featuring man. Guest vocalist Sinead O'Connor. Yes, like R.I.P. Absolute but legend. To be fair, um, unfortunately, Ian Brown gives himself most of the best lines. Yeah, true. But when she comes on, it is extra fire. It's like you know, deploying the secret weapon. In fact, there's there's another song on the album that slags off a Pope, but you didn't get her on for that. Oh, really? She does sing on another track on the album. I forget she does, which one. She does backing vocals on another. All oh, um, right, yeah. What is it? Some folks are hollow. <laughs> Can't even remember how that one goes. What's that? Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. This is, is this that... is this is the one. So it's like um... about George Bush. Lots of religious imagery. The church had to apologize. What? Where, verse three. Where's all the art and gold that the Nazis stole? In the Vatican with His Holiness the Pope of Rome. <laughs> how the guilty will fall because they're guilty as sin. All this talk of who and who isn't getting in. Nice. That's <laughs> like like uh, gospel era Kanye. Uh, <laughs> the church had to. By the way, this is basically like a hip hop album in terms of its production. It's a very slickly produced uh, record, mostly put together by uh, Emil Hanye. I'm not sure how to say it exactly, but he, I believe it's, <laughs> I believe oh, yeah, it's, it's a man it's, has like worked with Kanye and did the beat for Runaway. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. He's done a lot of 
big stuff, isn't it? A lot of pop yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah like, I haven't got the page up. Ed Sheeran, multiple Lana Del Rey ones. Oh, yeah. Cars and that. Eminem, late era stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure the Lana Del Rey <laughs> stuff, at least, is better than this shit, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, not this song, sorry. No, no, issuing a correction on my previous statement, I think that fucking... Because uh, this guy's worked with, like, all of the megastars of the last ten years. Presumably all on the strength of his work with Ian Brown. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was the Kanye yeah. connection. That was what no, 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 wait, wait. Okay, em- Emil Kanye produced Runaway for Kanye, which came out in 2010. Yeah. 2009, Jay-Z, who at the time, in 2009, Jay-Z put out The Blueprint 3, primarily produced by Kanye West. This is two years before they would do Watch the Throne. And Jay-Z would feature extensively on Kanye's 2010 album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay, just following the timeline here. So Kanye and Jay-Z are working very closely together at this time. In 2009, two years after the release of this album, NME do a cover spread, which is Ian Brown meets Jay-Z. <laughs> The two of them chopping it up about rap and rock and roll and the issues of the day. <laughs> and so, it is... Now, let's just imagine that this chain of... That Jay-Z, Jay-Z picks up this Ian Brown album and he's very, very impressed. Because there's a couple of Jay-Z verses where he says he's against the Iraq war, so maybe he sympathises. Uh, I've got his discography up now, like, before... The world is yours. It was nearly all hip hop, you know. Obviously, oh, okay. seems to have started out with mostly Wu Tang Clan side projects and the Roots and people like that. And then Ian Brown has launched him into the pop world. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm thinking because Kanye likes a lot of kind of uncool white music as well as uh, <laughs> <other> stuff. <laughs> I'm thinking that still that was how, how Kanye. How have we... We've had every other phase from him, including the current insane Nazi phase. But, like, how have we never had a sort of trad rock dad version of Kanye West? You know, uh, he's got like, songs that have a kind of rock and roll. Collaring everyone who comes near him to tell him about how good the Verve were. <laughs> not like, yeah, not like uh, Britpop revival, but he's definitely got some some rocking tunes. I thought that was, uh, on, well, on Runaway, that track that our man Emil produced, I thought that was a really long guitar solo at the end, but it's just Kanye going <laughs> into like a vocoder. <laughs> but that's kind of rock and roll, you know. Anyway, uh, besides the point, yeah, let's just say that Jay-Z slipped a copy of Ian Brown's The World Is Yours to Kanye West after the, as I mentioned, enemy Jay-Z meets Ian Brown cover story, which is just a mad thing <laughs> to have happened. <laughs> I don't know, Ian Brown was just a total legacy guy at that point. No one was really caring about his <laughs> so, current Yeah, stuff someone could argue Jay-Z, like, uh, Jay-Z wasn't well, yeah, but, but Jay-Z was still selling vast amounts of records and could like headline festivals and shit, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, well, you can't fault Jay-Z for, like, making a lot of money at any given time, that's for sure. Ian Brown <laughs> was, Ian Brown was just like, hey, Stone Roses legend. All right, yeah. do you pay 20 quid to see him live then? No. In the UK, <laughs> Ian Brown as a solo artist has sold over 500,000 albums. Let's just see how many albums Jay-Z has sold. <laughs> he fucking probably sells that in a week. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Jay-Z has sold over 140 million records. So yeah, there is somewhat of a disparity in sales between Jay-Z and Ian Brown. It says a lot about the NME, doesn't it? <laughs> That's like... <laughs> That they're weighted as equivalent in that publication <laughs> <laughs> tells you a lot about their own canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like Ian Brown, but uh, but you know, I love Jay Z. <laughs> I, 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 I it feels post- like Jay Z was probably one of the people they put on the cover once when he was peak cool, and then it dropped sales of the magazine like five percent so they immediately panicked and didn't have anyone black for another six months <laughs> yeah. that was like a repeat cycle around the turn of the century <laughs> they were like okay ne- we'll they put took the slightest on. sort of risk uh, unless the numbers went up they're like right we'll never take a risk again we'll put uh, him on but know, we need the Turin, ian brown the on there as well. is. next week we'll put dizzy rascal on but we'll have like the klaxons to balance him out (laughs) but no jay-z had played glastonbury the year before obviously having his own run-in with a british rock icon and friend of ian brown's in noel gallagher who had said something to the effect of like fucking jay-z at glastonbury i'm not having that (laughs) and um then jay-z made a song called jock and jay-z where he's like that bloke from Oasis said I couldn't play guitar. Someone should have told him I'm a fucking rock star. And then he starts singing, Today is gonna be the day. Which, of course, was the song he opened his Glastonbury yeah. appearance with. That bloke from Oasis said I couldn't play guitar. Somebody should have told him I'm a fucking rock star. Today is gonna be the day that I'm gonna throw it back to you. Good shit, but yeah, and Ian Brown is like in that he's like very uh, apologetic about that. He's like, oh, I don't know what Noel was talking about. I don't know <laughs> why he'd say that. I know Noel is a fan of hip hop. Um, is he really? <laughs> yeah, he likes my records, which are basically hip hop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Solarized from two thousand and four was the one before. That's the one with Keep What You Got featuring Noel Gallagher. Keep what you got. But giving it all away. What a a classic, like Ian Brown, anti-materialist sentiment. So tell me just how cool were the Taliban Sat burning incense in Texas Roaming round in a Lexus Sitting on six billion oil drums Down with the Dow Jones Up on the Nasdaq what I thought was really funny about Illegal Assassins is I was listening to it on Spotify. Oh yeah, let's get back um, to this shit. I don't know if you've ever used the Spotify app that's on anything that plays on a monitor, but it shows a background picture of the artist, some of the apps have lyrics and stuff on them, but as soon as it went onto this track, it's like replaced the same photo of Ian Brown that it had on all of the ones previously with just like a photo of Sinead O'Connor and basically yeah. like treated it as a Sinead O'Connor track because that's presumably where where most of the streams it gets comes from particularly in the last few months Um, (laughs) and then even on the fucking lyrics site I'm on it does it in a different colour to the entire rest of the album (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah all all the songs from this album are on genius the site that has like lyrics for everything and yeah, it used yeah, to yeah. be called rap genius but for example the other track featuring Sinead O'Connor some folks are hollow has one view <laughs> unless that's how many people have that, viewed that's it a, Jack, that says one viewer right 
that's that's us. That's that's that's, that's it telling me that you're on the page at the same time. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, we can cut that we, bit or we, keep it. If everyone lived, wants to laugh at I mean, me. Keep it in, because we've probably about tripled the traffic of like this album. Yeah, because like when I read like tracks. when I read rap lyrics on there, there's always more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just looks like I don't like look at the actual number. The last week or something, you know, like uh, yeah, you like a rolling counter, like the stream counters on the apps or something. I bet uh, illegal attacks has got, <laughs> got I, a little I, bump. I think we've spent more time. Reading the lyrics of like Eternal Flame, no, not Eternal Flame, the, the one with the terrible child. song, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Also, didn't like the fucking no, new we, we, we spent more time that. reading the lyrics of, of, of or at least having them open on a browser of Save Us by Ian Brown than Ian Brown spent on the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, fucking let's get back to illegal tax because yeah. this shit is so fire. So, like, <laughs> Ian Brown comes in and he's like, So, what the fuck is this UK gunning with this US of A Ever in agree. Iraq and Iran and in Afghanistan? That's the that's the bit where it sounds like he thinks that the US have invaded Iran, but you could charitably interpret it as just an illusion around yeah an illusion to general area. escalation of tensions with mm. iran does I mean, not this, this, this was 2007 is... so this would have been when fucking shortly before i think john mccain and that were starting to like really openly agitate for war with iran so there, there, ah. would, have been, there would have been murmurs if whatever youtube hole ian brown takes himself down on a regular basis i'm sure was was already aware that i, <laughs> call, I called every doing. youtube hole attendant in amsterdam for this podcast and they told me <laughs> next verse is good though does not a day go by without the Israeli Air Force failed to drop its bombs from the sky? Is that what he... Does he say it fails to drop its bombs from the sky? Uh, it's, it's hard to tell. If, oh, hang on. If, let me get my CD just... of this album. I'll just check the lyric book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you're being serious there. I'm just going to assume you are until you say otherwise. Right. Almost fucking god, he owns the album. I gave, yeah, I gave my dad a bunch of CDs, so it's downstairs. It's like a bunch of, uh, I, I gave him like all my Ian Brown CDs and other <laughs> shit I don't listen to. Uh, okay, here we go, here we go. It has got full lyrics because this shit needs to be printed for all to read. Illegal attacks. No. No, that is the lyric. <laughs> Does not a day yeah. go by without the Israeli Air Force fail to drop its bombs from the sky? <laughs> what? <laughs> fail to drop its but <laughs> What are they talking... <laughs> I think he means does not a day go by without the Israeli Air Force. Uh, yeah. Is he, like, trying to use, like... I think he means without fail every day the Israeli Air Force drops its bombs from the sky. <laughs> okay. But... He's, like, it's just so fucking I don't know, blitz, that could right? Be as a pro-Israeli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, why can't the IDF improve strength. their munitions technology? <laughs> fucking okay. No, but he does make clear in the next verse that his sympathies are with the Palestinians. Well, clear-ish. Yeah. go by without the Israeli air force. Fail to drop its bombs from the sky How many mothers cry How many sons have to die How many missions left to fly Over Palestine How many 
many mothers to cry? How many sons have to die? Is he trying to like write this in like like a raster? Because I think Ian Brown is like basically he fancies himself as like a raster. He so wishes he was, doesn't he? He's trying yeah. to use like Pat. Well, yeah, not like the first or the last British songwriter to do so, but yeah, yeah. like I think the only circulating outtake from uh, Second Coming, like that was never released, is Ian Brown doing an acoustic version of Redemption Song. Uh, <laughs> he's a big reggae fan. Class. Yeah, then he brings in Sinead for the chorus. They're like. Cause it's a ma- cause as a matter of facts, it's a pact. It's an act. These are illegal attacks. So bring the soldiers back. I just like this bit because it's like rhyming for the sake of it. It's just like, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck war, man. Fuck Israel and America. Yeah, and the UK. What? Uh, because as Ian Brown says, what the fuck is this UK? <laughs> Oh god, incredible, incredible. What mean ya that you beat up my that you beat my be- Yeah, he's dude, he's definitely trying to there talk like a raster. Someone has helpfully annotated this section on genius. These lyrics are an echo of the writings of the prophet Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah 315. <laughs> what do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor? declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of just assuming that Sinead O'Connor has slightly the more literacy in, in religious text than Ian Brown and maybe <laughs> yeah. sort of suggested that might be a, a good way of phrasing it. Did she co-write the track? I mean, do I we... It just I says don't. featuring. So I, I think this might be entirely written by Ian hang Brown. Hang on, hang on. No, I'm, t- I'm, I'm double-checking. Yeah. I mean, it's still plausible, even if it was written by him, that she made just a couple of tweaks in the studio or something, just suggestions. Yeah, no, written by Ian Brown, Tim Willis, and Rob Maxfield. Okay. Yeah, it is always credited as just featuring Sinead O'Connor. So, So, yeah, this is all Ian's poetry, so you can blame or praise him for anything in there. I've got to say, yeah, actually looking at the lyrics, I'm like... Well, this is this is kind of nonsense in parts, but no. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, he says himself he's singing concrete facts. <laughs> concrete to bring facts. the soldiers back. That's my favourite bit. Like to bring back Kanye, <laughs> Mr. Old Kanye. You know, like to bring him back into the conversation. It's like when he put out that song, which was called Facts, that was just like insane ravings about like the fashion companies that had wronged him and how like Kim Kardashian Kardashian's app had like shut down the app store and just stuff that is just like unintelligible to anyone who doesn't follow a fucking circus of his life. So verse 2, Ian Brown, more facts. So tell me just how come with a Taliban sat, bu- sat burning <laughs> incense in Texas, roaming round in a Lexus, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sitting on, a, on six billion oil drums down with the Dow Jones, up on the Nasdaq, pushed into the war zones. It's a commercial crusade, because all the oil men get paid, and only so many soldiers come home. Like, look, Ian Brown is anti-war, but he's pro-troop. I've, I've run all of br- this through the fact checker, and it just comes back 
concrete facts. Concrete, <laughs> concrete facts. <laughs> and only so many soldiers come home. It's a commando crusade, a military charade, and only so many soldiers come home. Okay. So that's like the sort of meat grinder thing, isn't it? You know, they're recruiting all these poor kids into the army and then killing loads of them. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's, it's concrete it's an fact to the usual more explicit. Why don't the rich send their own kids to war? Sort of thing. Yeah. Is I think what he's getting at with that, rather than, I love our troops, here's my poppy. Through all the blood and sweat, nobody can forget, it ain't the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog on the day or the night, or there's no when time. Real politic wrestling heads will, will it clearly infer from that, as I did, that Ian Brown was a mark for the early noughties work of low-key... This fucking song is just a... Because he'd say that every time w- in a The funny Scottish voice. rapper. No, no, there's, there's loads of low keys. This, this the pro Palestinian rapper. This, no, this, this was a small, The guy we know on Twitter. This was a small, bald wrestler who was really good, right? <laughs> Although we, do, we also are also like mutuals a, with the rapper Loki, a, the <laughs> pro Palestinian one on Twitter. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the good Loki, not Loki, wow, the yeah. Scottish rapper who's the bad one. Yeah, I uh, haven't heard his shit. Don't listen, don't no, listen no one to that Scottish bullshit. Um. But yeah, this is this little bald midget, and he used to have really good matches with like kicking people really hard and that. So people really liked him. But he was like a man child, <laughs> and there was one independent wrestling show where he had a tantrum because he was booked to lose. And then when he lost the match, he like didn't get one of his moves in first that he wanted to do. So he like properly had like a proper temper tantrum like a baby would have and this guy again like everyone going to the show would have been like i can't wait to see him this this guy's great you know i'd love to see his matches and he ended up being like dragged there's this photo of him being like dragged out of the show by like three security guards again he's quite a short bloke so all the security guards are bigger than him just kicking and screaming and thrashing his legs about (laughs) (laughs) well it ain't the size of the dog but yeah he would always say because he was a little guy he would always say like every time anyone put a microphone near him it ain't the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog to the point where everyone just started cringing whenever he said it because it was like the only sentence he knew (laughs) he should have said he should have added that on the day or the night it would have just made it so much funnier just like to say that in like a wrestling context it just got... he should have gone off on the state of israel I agree. the catchphrase that would have just been, keeps going that would have been a real draw in it ain't the size in of America. a dog in the fight it's in the size America, of a fight in the dog in the day or the night and i stand with the palestinian people inshallah brother glory to the hamas martyrs but I, no, I like that he in this bit. It ain't the size of a dog in the fight. It's the size of a fight in the dog on the day of a night. There's no time to reflect on the threat, the situation, the bark nor the bite. I love that this tune is just turned into "My Dogs Is My Guns" by Sticky Fingers, <laughs> another real politic favorite. My dogs is my guns. They attack any nigga that comes or any nigga that runs. If my clock's on safe, that mean my dog on a leash. Twenty shells in the clip, each bullet's a teeth. Keep my dogs starving. They ain't engaged. Keep my guns loaded. They can't wait to spray. My clock is a rock. My four fifths is a pit. My DE a bull master. Who wanna get bit? When the guns spark, they mean I let them loose in the park. Now let's see if your bite is as big as your park. These are commercial crusades because all the oil men gets paid. These are commando crusades, commando tactical rape. And from the streets of New York and Baghdad to Tehran and Tel Aviv, bring forth the prophets of the Lord. From dirty bastards filling pockets with the prophets of greed. These are commercial crusades. 
commando tactical raids, playing military charades to get paid. <laughs> so, you know, not much to argue with there, I don't think. Concrete facts. Concrete fucking facts. I don't see the issue with, um, with any shit there, really. Wish more of the song was anti-Israel, but I think it's a subtext throughout the entire thing. Oh, I got a one. So, uh, yeah, we've got fuck all to say about this Ian Brown album other than this one great song. <laughs> it's mostly attacks. boring. Yeah, it's, yeah, this song is it's just mostly fire, Ian Brown like... by numbers. There's a couple of good examples of Ian Brown by numbers and about eight bad ones. And then this song seems to be the one he really wanted to get off his chest. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the I most I wouldn't say it's pointed. good, but it's entertaining. <laughs> I would say it's good. Uh, I, I like the, this ain't no legal attacks. It's contracts for contacts. I'm singing concrete facts. Like, it's just like, I just think it's a good hook, man. We need, we, we need to get this the sample of concrete facts to, like, fact-check ourselves on all future episodes. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Every I time we, we say really... something contentious, we should just play that concrete fact. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying concrete facts. <laughs> we need to incorporate this into our whole thing. I think it's going to become an integral part of the brand. I'll yeah. add it to our fucking yeah. bio on Twitter. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's already an association people have with the Real Politic podcast. Concrete, concrete facts. facts. They boasted about spreading uh, concrete facts. Oh god! Uh, yeah, no, none of the other songs really stick out to no, me. To be honest, no. uh, I'm just looking through the tracklist one more time. Uh, just a note on the production. Yeah, it's basically like rap music. It's like orchestral hip hop, just like yeah. hard knocking programmed beats with lush yeah, orchestration. It, it's kind of just a. It sounds like a slicker version of what you'd expect from an Ian Brown solo album. It's not like a radical change of direction for him, despite his, that production. His earlier shit is like a bit more well no like i said before unfinished monkey business is kind of like outsider art <laughs> like it's just a very <laughs> strange like homemade kind of trip poppy but fairly unclassifiable album and it's got him playing a lot of like really like rudimentary acoustic guitar and shit and then like golden greats is like whoa a bit of psychedelic rock you know getting high and the shit like that mm-hmm. and then yeah music of the spheres and solarized i think they yeah they kind of have that quality and and Mm -hmm. like the world is yours focuses it in on like hip-hop beats and strings like there's fucking an orchestra on like every track on this i can't imagine ian brown like in any subsequent years to this like having the budget to have an orchestra every single track (laughs) yeah he might do it on one or two that he thinks really benefit from it but like you said the budget's not going to stretch enough to have it yeah, so it's kind of like Ian Brown's last he's <laughs> certainly like... not going to be able to afford the same producer anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, what Michael Jackson song did he cover? Was it Billie, Billie Jean? Jean? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, okay, sorry, sorry. He didn't cover Thriller. <laughs> he just, uh, he said that his album My Way was inspired by Thriller. Never yeah. mind. It's probably one of his yeah. favorite albums, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. My, My Way uh, is your favourite album. Is that what you just said? My yeah. Way by Ian Brown is yes. your favourite album that's of all exact, time. That's exactly <laughs> what I just said. Did I hear concrete you right? facts. <laughs> I'm saying concrete facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These are commercial crusades Cos all the other get paid These are commando crusades Commando tactical raid I'm 
yeah. Uh, I did actually have one more really funny song to just bring up. Like, I just decided on a whim. Like, I was like, oh, what's Ice Cube been up to lately? Because I know he's, like, got that super group with Snoop Dogg, Too Short, and E-40, I think. It's, like, West Coast rappers, and it's called Mount Westmore. And they put out an album. It came out as an NFT originally. I think it's out as, like... <laughs> A fucking album now. I, didn't, I haven't actually listened to that one, but I saw that Ice Cube made an album in 2018, which was like his hashtag resistance record. It's called Everything is Corrupt, I think. It might be called Every Fang. Yeah, Every Fang's Corrupt. Ice Cube going hard on this. The first proper song is called Arrest the President, and it's like the most fucking resistance brain shit that I've ever heard. It's funnier than like the Eminem rap. Let me just give you a sample. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. That N-word is Russian intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? <laughs> Boy, you're showing your horns. They're trying to replace my halo with thorns. You're so basic with your vape stick. Let's go (laughs) ape shit in the Matrix. What? Trump doesn't vape? What are you talking about? That's just nonsense rhymes. At least Illegal Attacks had some, like, thematic consistency to its uh, hackneyed rhymes. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's clumsy as fuck, man. The next song is like an attack on the Proud Boys and he like has a go at the Republicans for not respecting law and order. Like, Ice Cube. I fuck... Just, yeah, point out, fuck the police. Now it's arrest the president. It's like, oh, police, please. Enforce the law, sir. You so technical. This was Mexico. Now everywhere I go is owned by Texaco. Uh, there's an ad lib after that. This guy goes like, "Fuck them, <laughs> fuck them, and the rest of you." Hell yeah! I turn a fruit into a vegetable. Pop you motherfuckers out! I'm a roll with the aliens, man. Fuck these Homo sapiens. See, I'm not sure if that's like um, <laughs> Homo sapiens is on genius written as two different words here, and I don't know if like, is it but is Homo sapiens? supposed to be two words or just one i think it is i think it is oh okay um, i'm, I'm like, double check because again you know yeah, is no, no, it, is, it is two words yeah is he calling trump gay that's what is there a double meaning to that maybe not it might just be saying fuck these people with, it's probably yeah. just a bad rhyme but he's like um the concrete mind. facts but the concrete hasn't dried yet is what <laughs> we're ruling on that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been working on that one for the last few? <laughs> well, I've been doing this whole Ice Cube bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Devoted all of my brain power to that one week fun. Biding you your time. Me. Yeah. <laughs> all they want is dividends and decibels. Fuck these citizens. It's just nonsense. <laughs> it's just it's just rhyming for the sake of rhyming. You can't like bill it up as a big fucking political song, I and mean, then it's just standard stuff like. Fuck you, Trump, and you're vaping. <laughs> like, it doesn't work if you don't keep it somewhat focused. Here we go. And make him scream bloody murder. Let's meet at the White House. Come on. Run in and turn the lights out. Man, they treat it like a trap house. 
for his motherfucker. They don't respect the office of the presidency. <laughs> Thank you for saying the ice cube. Ta- these motherfuckers never take the trash out. Damn. They just cash out and mash out. Take your drugs and pass out. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> N-words love to go that fast route, route he would say. Yeah. I see you and your black ass get out. I guess that's not aimed at Trump. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I assume. Uh, homie, you play too much. While these devils, they do in way too much. Most of them won't say too much. While they steady planning God knows what. That's why I roll with the real ones. Real ones trying to reach millions. Real ones trying to make billions. Real ones dressed like civilians <laughs> just like but just like the decline in lyricism among ice cube because like you get one of his nation of islam kind of like mad like i'm gonna shoot but like basically his albums from the 90s that are like legitimately racist and i, I mean specifically not just white people like there's like asian stuff anti-semitism when kanye did his whole anti-semitism thing he's like thank you ice cube for teaching me that black blacks cannot be anti-semitic because we do too <laughs> and ice cube was like yo man leave me out of this <laughs> then the album quickly takes a turn into just those lyrics in that song that had nothing to do with trump like whole songs of that just nothing but the next track starts with a you will not replace us chant from the charlottesville mm-hmm. unite the right fascist yeah, yeah, yeah. thing so Ice Cube, like, he plays a sample of these guys. Then he just starts spitting about how he's gonna murder them and stuff. So he's like, there's some kind of, you know, kind of cool stuff here. Very, obviously very hackneyed rhymes, like, I'm buying something heavy, turn the ass into spaghetti. From another planet, no, it's not the Serengeti. More than an African, I am planetary. Bitches think this commentary is military. <laughs> This is kind of cool. Now, if he a fascist, I'ma bash his head in. Cock it back, boy, and put the lead in. <laughs> All you evil forces, which are ticky torches, shove them up your ass. Freaky intercourses. I mean, it's not good lyrics. It's not. It's not good. But it's. Um, I like for now. If he a fascist, I'ma bash his head in. It's good to hear from here and there. The familiar voice of Ice Cube. They try to lie, say I'm hearing voices. Apocalypse now, rolling with the horses, hit the alt right with a fog light. See that red sheet used to be all white. You see, he's killed them from the clan. But the next verse is sick. This is like 2018, welcome to the resistance. Pure uncut resistance. Fuck a Trump supporter, talking about law and order. But all you want to do is go fuck up reporters. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Ice Cube is like, he's sticking up for law and order and the media. (laughs) (laughs) Build a damn wall, then fuck up the borders. Like, Ice Cube wants controlled immigration, but these these guys are just going to fuck up the borders. (laughs) Hey, yeah, then the next bit is just about, like, fucking their daughter and stuff. (laughs) Still, I don't have any problem with a song where most of the lyrics are just about how you're going to murder white supremacists. But I just thought that the start of verse two is very, very funny. Uh, a very funny reflection of like how conservative a lot of people were sounding in their critiques of Trump in 2018, particularly people who had a kind of like firebrand mm. image 
and tried to parlay that image into the new resistance uh, movement. I suppose I don't even know what the fuck else to call it. Scam. Fad. Cult. Hashtag not a cult. I'm on my way home talking on my iPhone. <laughs> Motherfuckers tried to kill me with a fucking drone. They think I'm Al Capone with a natural comb. You're just a clone of the original chromosome. Me, I'm just a student of the Terror Dome. You, you're just recruiting for the skull and bones. Me, I do karate on Illuminati. <laughs> you can view the body. <laughs> I'm at a pool party. Very repetitive flow. That's how all uh, Kanye's demos are, by the way. A thana nana nana. A shooby dooby loo. A love from a mama. A son and a follow Jesus. Yeah, anyway, that's enough. Great music. Ian Brown, Illegal Attacks, and Ice Cube, Arrest the President. That's your playlist to draw from this show. Classics both. Yeah. Um. How long um, have you got? Oh fuck yeah! Like okay, yeah, bonus so that, episode. That'll done. do for the bonus episode, I think. That's oh god, we've still, got, we've still got to do main episode. Arrest the president! You got the evidence. That nigga is Russian intelligence. When it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? Boy, you're showing your horns. They trying to replace my halo with thorns. You so basic with your vape stick. Let's go ape shit in the matrix. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. I took back my ice and all black tonight. That's right, some niggas gotta sacrifice. Not a criminal. No. I'm a seminal. Yeah. I was free once. Now I'm clinical. You so technical. This was Mexico. Now everywhere I go is owned by Texico. Fuck them. Fuck them and the rest Hell of you yeah. I turn a fruit into a vegetable I'ma roll with the aliens Man, fuck these homo sapiens They don't really wanna make friends All they want is a Mercedes Benz All they want is they dividends And decibels Fuck these citizens